Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Anytime you have a negative emotion, mm-hmm. Stop and ask yourself, what just happened? What meaning did I give it? Mm. And either come up with one other possible meaning or just get the meaning is in your mind, not in that event. Mm. And the emotion emotion will go away. We teach a course, a 10-week course on how to do this and practice for 10 weeks. Uh People are like gurus at the end. Yo, because no event makes you feel anything. Yeah. So if you can be awake and practice, this is a practice of eliminating beliefs, you've got to do the work. Mm-hmm. But this is a practice. I got disappointed. Like I noticed when you were freezing, I went, um, I, I had, a, I can't, I do it so fast now, I can't even think the thought, mm-hmm. but it was something like, oh, this is going to be terrible or this is going to, and I said, wait. It could mean that it's going to be terrible and it could mean they're going to edit it or Mm -hmm. it could mean that it's just what it is. Mm. But the fact that that happened has no meaning. Meaning. I don't know anything for sure. Somebody's life could change totally and completely. Mm -hmm. And there were, you know, so, you know, we we have disappointments all the time. Mm. Mm. And. I would contend, by the way, Mm. that a conscious parent is a parent who's aware of what comes out of their mouths and how they're acting. And when they look up, they go back and clean it up. Yeah. That's a conscious parent. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, a show dedicated to helping you actually live the life that you love. I'm your host, Amrit Sandhu, international speaker, global coach, and loving podcaster. As a gift for tuning into this podcast, I have something really special just for you. My premium short course, which can teach you how to meditate in just seven days. You can download it now at www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. 
That's www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. Learn how to meditate in just seven days. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this powerfully insightful conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest episodes launching every Monday designed to help you live the life you love and keep you inspired to evolve. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is an absolute treat to be here today. We have with us Shelly Lefko. Shelly, how are you today? I am awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That is the first time I've ever had a you back to me. Thank you so much for that. For those tuning into Shelly for the first time, give me a quick sec to do the honors. She is the co-founder and the president of the Lefko Institute and the founder of Parenting the Lefko Way. She's personally worked with thousands upon thousands of individuals from around the world. And using the Lefko method, people have actually been successfully able to eliminate issues as serious as eating disorders, phobias, depression, as well as everyday problems like procrastination, shyness, fear of public speaking, and the inability to form healthy relationships. There is such a spread to this. It is such a pleasure to have you here, Shelley. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> I want to dive in really just at the at the 101 level. What is a belief? Can you help us with that? Yes, absolutely. I love that. Um, uh, because today, you know, when we started 30 years ago, Amrit, people used to say beliefs. You mean like religious beliefs? <laughs> like, what mean? Yeah. What's a belief? yeah, of course. It's and- all wrapped up in that. Yeah. Yeah. And today, everybody knows that you can't eliminate. It's very hard to change behavior without eliminating beliefs. Mm. So I want to be very specific about a lot of things that I say and what I mean by them. So a belief is a statement about reality that you think is the truth. Mm. So it's like being pregnant. You either is or you ain't. Mm. I believe certain things. And that's a statement about the truth. So it's not wishy-washy. It's not, yeah, I think that, but I'm not sure. It's a belief is a statement about reality that you believe is the truth. Mm. It's fascinating, isn't it? Because I often try to, un, like, I often sit with this myself in terms of, is there a universal truth? And I'm certain that there probably is, but I'm also aware that reality is always going to be my subjective experience. Yeah. So I don't know about universal truths, Mm. but I've been working with people for 30 years. And what I know for sure is that when people get in touch with their patterns of procrastination, um, wanting to have a relationship and either never having a successful one or not finding one, you know, if we look at our lives, there are certain behaviors that persist Mm. over and over, certain behaviors, certain emotions persist. Mm -hmm. So you might get a lot of anxiety in your life or a lot of stress in your life. And I've never had an experience where I said to somebody, well, what do you believe unconsciously? Mm. And of course, help them discover that. But what do you believe that has that pattern perpetuate? And in every in every circumstance, in every session with every person, in every country around the world now, mm. I have clients in Uganda and Pakistan, they always come up with beliefs. And so no one has ever said to me, God, life is struggle and effort and, 
and money is hard and but I believe that life is happy and fun uh-huh. and life will give me everything I want. No, you know, mm. people who have the belief life is hard have hard lives. Mm. <laughs> so, the correlation is super tight. So, so whether there's an ultimate the truth, uh, in our philosophy, we say there is no the truth. Mm. Uh, there is only events. There is only what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about, I guess, later, you know, the whole idea of meaning, mm. you know, that the meaning we give events um, is what causes our feelings uh and that comes from our beliefs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i love that little prelude to that yeah Yeah. and what i'm hearing there is because the question is around um is around beliefs but what you're alluding to is patterns and behaviors and emotions and i think is that because it's so hard to I don't want to say so hard because then I'm turning that into a thing, isn't it? But it's less obvious, <laughs> the actual beliefs themselves, right? The um, Whereas we can identify our patterns and our emotions and our, um, yeah, and our, uh, and our behaviours. Is that correct? Yes, and I want to make a distinction. Please. A pattern mm. is observable. So the pattern is the behaviour or the emotions that mm. you want to change. The beliefs are statements about reality which cause the patterns. So you, what, what I love about my work is what I call it the missing piece. Mm. So there's a lot of people in the personal growth business who teach amazing, mm. wonderful information mm-hmm. and people go to workshops and they come out and they go, Oh my God, that was the best thing. I just did Tony Robbins and Oh my God, I got it. <laughs> my experience is, Three days later, mm. the notes are in the drawer, the, the high is gone, mm. and what you're left with is your life. Yeah, it's what my friends called shelf development instead of self-development. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I love that. Yes, I just heard that for the first time. Um, so um, what, I, uh, what I liken it to is building a strong building Mm. on shaky foundation. So you learned a lot, you grew, you've made change. I'm not saying that people stagnate, Mm -hmm. you know, you do grow, you do make change, but something happens, you know, you get that job and you're fired. You start that business and you fail. You uh, meet that person and it doesn't work out. And it's like a house of cards. Everything turns to. So um, when, you, when you do our work, you go back to the beginning where these beliefs were formed mm-hmm. and you pull them out by the roots. And a lot of people will tell you to do affirmations and all that stuff. And some people, that works. Mm-hmm. For me, standing in front of a mirror going, I'm good enough, I'm good enough, I'm good enough doesn't cut it mm. because the only person who stands in front of a mirror saying I'm good enough, I'm good enough is somebody who believes they're not, not good enough. All you keep doing is reaffirming that you're not good enough. Mm. Uh, and if you have a powerful enough mind, you know, maybe that would work. And there are other things that people do that feel very temporary to me, mm-hmm. but there is a way to pull these beliefs out mm. um, so that they never come back. And there's a freedom in that because as my 
beautiful late husband used to say, if they're, you're inside a box hmm. called I'm not good enough or I'm not important, there's a lot of possibilities for you inside that box. But speaking up and asking for what you want and having confidence is not a possibility what inside that? that box. When you get rid of the box, hmm. there's possibilities to choose from that you couldn't before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's freedom. Hmm. You know, freedom to just be your authentic self. And and again, for me, that's the biggest gift you get from my work is the freedom to be authentic. Hmm. There's a belief, I talk about this all the time, um, but there's a belief that most people have. And it's what we call a survival strategy belief. It's formed on top of, I'm not good enough, I'm not important, And now there's ways to become good enough and important. Mm. So workaholism is what makes me good enough is achieving things. Mm. Now I got to keep this beach ball called I'm not good enough underwater. Mm. And as long as I'm Mm. achieving things, I'm not. What beliefs? I don't have any beliefs. You know, I just work 16 hours a day. I don't know my kids because every time I'm not working up in my face comes this. My belief was, What makes me good enough is having other people think well of me. Mm. So my life was orchestrated around what other people thought. And people pleasing. Yeah, I wasn't so much a people pleaser. That's a different belief. Mm. But I I had to have people think well of me. Mm -hmm. And if somebody didn't, I was, you know, Mm. beside myself. It was Mm. just how I felt when somebody didn't. Um, And there's some level of people-pleasing in that um, I would only dress a certain way. Mm. I wouldn't be too outrageous because what might somebody think? Mm. And when I got rid of that belief, I called it my Martin Luther King Jr. moment because I was free at last. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you and I met in Croatia, when I spoke at Mind Valley, um, I don't know, there's somewhere between 600 and 1,000 people mm. there at my, and I was one of the, you know, um, keynote speakers. And I was just able to go out there and be myself. And, you know, I spoke in Russia, <laughs> you know, people didn't even speak. And there's just a, an, a, um, an ability to serve. Mm-hmm. You know, you said at the beginning about my serving. That's right. And that's what I want to do. I want to serve. And mm-hmm. if my focus is on me, I'm not serving. If mm-hmm. my focus is on you, because I'm good, mm-hmm. then I can serve. Mm-hmm. So it was life-changing to get rid of that belief. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that and being so vulnerable and sharing yeah, your limiting beliefs with us. That, that, um... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm not good enough. Yeah, that's, it's, ah, I want to, I just want to unpack it a little bit further with you because oftentimes in my one-on-one coaching, I often find myself saying, did you ever stand a chance? And I'm conscious that that's quite a disempowering sort of statement that I say. It's probably one of the most disempowering things I will share with someone. And it's as, that I'll go, that, that's as far as I'll go with disempowerment. But oftentimes what I feel is, you know, I'll be, let's just put it this way. Like if I go down to the local supermarket, there's billboards around, yeah? And there's billboards of this gentleman in his underwear, this woman in her underwear. And I know that that's been Photoshopped. And I know that within like a five kilometer radius, it's probably like four to five people that look like that. Then I walk into the supermarket and I walk down the supermarket aisle and I'm just here to buy some soap. And I'm looking at, you know, people with glistening white teeth that are the perfect shape. I'm looking at, you know, uh, a deodorant that's got people with these chiseled six pack abs and all this, you know, and I'm not jaded, but I'm just saying that these people are like airbrushed and all this input that is sent my way is of perfectionism is consistently what I'm bombarded with. And then I don't look like that, you know, and I feel like most people don't necessarily look like that, but we're sold this image that this is what you could potentially look like. And now that's just one thing, you know, then there's obviously, you know, the rat race with the big house, the shiny car and this sort of stuff. Um, And I find myself saying to people, it's like, it's okay. Don't be so hard on yourself. You never really stood a chance. Society is geared in a way for you to not feel like you're enough. Would you agree? Um, Yes, I agree that society is geared that way. Mm. However, Mm. I'll talk about how beliefs get formed, but if you were to raise children as I did, not that my kids are perfect, believe me, (laughs) nor was I a perfect mother, Mm. but I was very, very, very conscious and aware Mm. of what behavior led to what beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I was very focused on them having, if anything, Mm self-esteem. And I can talk a little bit about how you do that. But, but they don't look and listen to those commercials and ads and go, what's wrong with me? I'm not good enough mm. because they know that they are. And I think true self-esteem is esteeming yourself just because, mm. not because of anything. Mm. I have esteem for myself, my imperfections, my attributes, my shortcomings, my foibles. I just have esteem for me. I Mm. love me. I'm good. And I will always work on myself. Mm. (laughs) Um, So I think that we don't have self-esteem because of how we're parented, Mm. hence my parenting. And because of that, we buy into this silliness that I have to look like that in order to be okay. Mm. And here's the thing about that I think is fascinating about my work. Mm -hmm. No amount of evidence can get rid of your beliefs. 
So I've had, and I'll tell you why. I've had Harvard PhDs, five of them, Hmm. who all had the belief I'm stupid that I worked with. Harvard PhDs. (laughs) And I'll, I'll tell you why, but you have evidence. You said it. What percent, maybe 3% of women look like Christy Brinkley or Farrah Fawcett or, you know, these models that mm. they show us and they're, and they're airbrushed. Mm. We know this. Mm. We know that millions of women are in healthy, f- millions of women are in relationships. Mm. They're married, they have children, they have beloveds. And they don't look like that. Mm. And yet we are tortured that we have to look like that in order to be loved Mm -hmm. or in order to be okay. Mm -hmm. And we have evidence that that's not true. So I do think that there's a lot of messaging we get that want us to believe we have to be a certain way to be okay. Mm -hmm. If you get rid of the beliefs that that's true, they will not get you. <clears throat> Evidenced by the fact that there are people like um, in America, I don't know how much of your audience is American, but we have um, actresses like Lizzo, you know, she's a singer and she's big and she's black and she loves herself and mm. she poses in these incredibly skimpy, you know, skimpy outfits. Mm. And, you know, she's just not buying in. Mm. She's just not, you know. (laughs) And there's lots of people like that, you know, um, who just won't buy into it. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. So we touched there a little bit um, and we talked a little bit about um, parenting. I think we're sort of getting into a certain place there. I was going to ask one of the questions today is, what are the roots of non-serving beliefs? How are they formed? That's a great question. Um, so we come into this world as what I call little balls of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Love it. And we don't know anything Mm. about ourselves, people, life, the world. We kind of come in and there's these one or two people there Mm. who kind of keep reflecting back to us information. Mm. So as I always say, if you're criticized a lot as children, you're going to say, so children and anybody who doesn't even have children knows that the one word question that every child asks all day long is why? (laughs) Yeah. Why can't I have a play date? Why is the sky blue? (laughs) Why can't we, why can't I have new sneakers? Why can't I have a new bike? Why do I have to, you know? So if you get criticized all the time, mm-hmm. you're going to conclude, well, why am I being criticized? Why can't I do these things that my mother keeps telling me I should be able to do? Mm. Why am? Why can't I mow the lawn perfectly? Why can't, why didn't I do what I was supposed to do? Mm. Well, I guess I'm not good enough. Why is my mom or dad staring at my iPhone while I'm talking to them? Why are they always busy? Mm. Why don't they pay attention to me? Mm. Well, I guess I'm not 
important. Why don't they yell at me when I make mistakes? I guess mistakes and failures are bad. Mm. And I will tell you, Amrit, I have clients, including myself, because this was a belief I had to get rid of. I could have written a book about why mistakes and failures were not bad. I read every business book. I knew all the, you know, Michael Jordan says and, mm. and um, uh, Richard Branson says, if you don't make mistakes, you're going to be, me if you don't fail a lot, you're going to be mediocre. And Larry Page and Sergey Brin say they don't want you to work for Google. I knew all of that. Mm. I still had the belief mistakes and failures were bad. <laughs> when I made a mistake or failed as a kid, my dad got angry and yelled at me. Mm. So I could well, I guess mistakes and failures are bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Our beliefs stay with us mm. and don't go away when we have evidence. Usually, I mean, anything can happen. You can trip over a rock and your life can change. But I'm talking about generally speaking, the reasons, reason our beliefs stay with us for our whole lives. Mm. And this is why my work is so powerful. We think we see our beliefs in the world. We saw them. Mm. Okay. We saw the past tense. So if somebody said to you, Shelly's a blonde, mm. would you believe them? Well, not really, because no. you're not blonde. No, you'd say, no, she's not. Yeah. And they'd say, yes, yeah, she is. You'd say, no, she's a redhead. Mm. No, she's blonde. You'd say, listen, <laughs> you could believe what you want, but you think that you saw that I was a redhead. Mm -hmm. Now, if I took off my wig and I said, no, I am blonde, you would say, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Now, the same thing is true for the converse. You could believe your whole life that your spouse is faithful to you or your partner is faithful to you. Mm. And you walk in and you see them in bed having sex with somebody. And that belief is gone, mm. that you can trust them, that they're faithful. Mm. Gone in one second. So when we do our work, a lot of what we do is have people get that you can't see beliefs. They don't have a color, a shape, or a location. Mm. So you could see um, your parents criticizing you or getting a bad grade in school, but you can't see I'm not good enough. And once that happens, the belief is gone. Now, that's the, the simple you know, uh, explanation is a couple of steps to getting to that place. But it's finding the specific beliefs under the specific patterns mm. that's very, very powerful. And that's why we created a product that has 19 of the most common self-esteem beliefs that you can actually do online because those beliefs, I've never worked with anybody who doesn't have the belief I'm not good enough. Mm. You know. That's almost, isn't it? Uh and, and I've worked with some pretty powerful people. Mm. Um, Vision, you know, Mark Hyman, they all share about uh, the work that they've done. Mm. And here, two incredibly successful men 
you know, um, Mark is a, a head of functional medicine at Cleveland Clinic. He's an MD, mm. you know, Vish has a, you know, huge influential uh, company, personal growth company. Mm. But those beliefs stop them mm. in their tracks. Mm -hmm. And when they did this work and realized and really got that step, and then there's three steps, there's a few steps after that, mm. um, that kind of cement it. So our beliefs get formed by coming. You don't know anything about money. <laughs> and if you go to Catholic school, or if your parents tell you, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, mm. you know, it's hard to make, you got to work hard to make money. Yep. I don't know, natural confidence. Well, our program sells while I sleep. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, uh, and often reflect on the money one being, yeah, an easy one to identify because it's, yeah, uh, listening into some of the, another Mind Valley teachers such as yourself, uh, Ken Honda, he would say, you know, he interviewed somebody, he kept interviewing people around their like money and just sort of seeing what their beliefs around money was. And the, he, someone just literally made a windfall of a million dollars and he asked him, he's like, do you feel rich? And the guy would say, no. And he's like, what, what do you think it would take for you to feel rich? And he's like, mm, $10 million? Like, okay. And then just in his natural research, Ken Honda comes across someone that's got $10 million and he goes, do you feel rich? And the guy goes, no. He goes, what would, it, what would make you feel rich, do you think? And he's like, oh, maybe if I had my own private jet. And then he goes up to the, the guy with the private jet and he finds a guy with a private jet and he goes, do you feel rich? And he goes, oh, my jet's only got six seats. You know, <laughs> and it's just like this not enoughness consistently to wherever you think you're getting to. Um, it's like the guy on the uh, the guy that's walking wishes he had the bicycle, the guy's bicycle wishes he had the car, the guy that had the car wishes he had the helicopter, so on and so forth. It's yeah, and I think those patterns um, we're always running after. Is there? You mentioned this a couple of times. A certain number of steps. Is there a process to eliminate beliefs that you can share with us here today, Shai? Uh, let's see how much time we have. So one of the things that I've done, the abridged version. <laughs> oh, there's no abridged version. If, awesome. if I take everybody, no, if I take everybody through the process, it's going to take at least, at least 20 minutes. Awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Every time I do that, this, I have gotten <laughs> tremendous feedback. So mm. um, I just do want to say that this is a one-on-one -on -one mm process. And when I work with people, you know, I can help them and where they're stuck and, you know, you might not. So I'm not, don't expect every single person to eliminate a belief mm -hmm. and a lot of you will. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the, the way that I'm going to do this is, would you be willing to do it with me? Absolutely. Okay, good. So my podcast hosts uh, have been magnanimous beyond words to um, uh, go through this with me and be um, transparent. So uh, uh, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I'm going to ask everybody to do, normally we start with a pattern, mm -hmm. something you want to change. Nobody wants to eliminate beliefs. Nobody cares. But I'm not going to do that because we're not going to get rid of a pattern. We're only going to get rid of a belief. Mm -hmm. So the belief that is the most common belief that pretty much everybody has is I'm not good enough. So the first thing I want you to do is say out loud, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Now say, I'm a monkey. I'm a monkey. 
Now, when you say I'm a monkey, how does that feel? Ludicrous. Good. When you say I'm not good enough, does that feel the same or different? Different. Good. Does it feel good or bad? It feels a bit sullen, actually. Mm. Sullen. So the first way that you know you have a belief is it doesn't feel good when you say it. Because mm. the truth is, I'm not good enough or just words. Mm. I'm a monkey. I'm not good enough. I'm a loser. I'm, you know. Now, if for any reason you're listening to me and you've either done my work, heard me speak, <laughs> or done this before, mm. or can't cop to the fact that you have this belief, mm. you can take any belief that you wish to take. Um, I had a podcaster on um, Sharkpreneur uh, who um, had a belief that he couldn't sing and it was really stopping him in his life because his daughter wanted him to sing with him in a, in a show and he just couldn't do it. And then there was other things. And when he got rid of it, it was just like, it was like so powerful and such a big deal. So um, you can do, I'm not important for some people. I'm, you could say out loud, I'm not important. Mm. That has more of a, a charge for some people than I'm not good enough. Um, so I'm going to, so to, would I'm not good enough be a good belief for you to do Amrit? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay. So when I say the belief, mm. just substitute whatever it is that you are working on mm -hmm. and it will still work. Mm. Okay. So first question is, where do you think, and I want you to go back to your earliest memory of where you think that belief got formed. And everybody write it down. Do you want me to describe mine to you? Yep. So I'm standing in, my parents owned a restaurant when I was growing up. And my mum's uh -huh. at a dinner table talking to a bunch of friends. And I've run up to her and I'm about to, oh, I'm speaking to her full throttle, <laughs> like excited as a kid. And she's shushed me and asked me to, before I interrupt her, ask her, if she's saying something important before I interrupt her. So she's teaching me etiquette. Okay. So what else? So I don't want anybody to think this is like one thing that happened in your life. Mm. These are like, I don't remember a lot of what happened in my life, but I know that my dad would say things like, oh, you don't use your head or you just don't think, mm. you know, or where was your head when you did that? Hmm. So where else might you conclude I'm not good enough? Um, I've, uh, I've struck, uh, maybe not so long ago, more recent history. Um, no, uh, childhood. 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 Hmm. So uh, athletics it, at school. I wasn't necessarily good. the best at it. Um, you know, I was better at some sports than others, and that really irked me. Mm -hmm. And what was the feedback when, when you, so everybody answer this for me. When you spilled things, broke things, break, broke things, um, didn't do what you were told, um, failed a course, didn't get an A, what was said? What did your parents say or do?
punished, yeah. yelled, criticized, facial expressions, what's wrong with you. Yeah, it wasn't received in the most supportive manner. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily punished. I, I always got really good grades, though. And I think that was because I was trying to prove myself to be good enough, actually. Um, I've done a bit of work on that. Um, but, yeah, when it came to athletics and stuff like that, it was, yeah, it was always a, dis- a disappointment, an energy of disappointment that they had. Mm. From? From me not abiding by their ex- to their expectations. No, 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 from mom or dad. Uh, from mom. So what? So when you say, and this is again for everybody, when you say I didn't live up to my parents' expectations, mm. how did you know that? Um, my mum would, my mum would communicate that to me like verbally. She was like, you know, you can do better, um, and her face wouldn't be like, yeah, her face, yeah wouldn't be perfect yeah the communication on a facial expressions disappointment you could do better Mm. you know kind of like not necessarily disgust but disappointment yeah so everybody write down what happened now let me tell you something if you're sitting there going oh no my parents were really supportive and my parents were perfect guess what they weren't nobody tried harder than me Mm. and i was perfect Mm -hmm. um i just spent um three months in Hawaii. I just came back um, from three months with my seven-year-old grandson. Mm. And I was being the parenting coach for my daughter. You know, well, why didn't you just do this? What? I watched him for two days and I was like, do his homework because now they're, you know, the online school and no school and me. And, and I almost lost it. <laughs> so there's only so much patience you have mm-hmm. with children. Mm-hmm. And so did your parents lose their patience? Did they get angry? Did they say, did you get an A? And they said, why didn't you get an A plus? Did they say, yeah, you did great, but why couldn't you do better? Did they say, well, why can't you be like the neighbor? Why can't you be like my family? Why can't you be like mm. your cousin Nina? She studies all the time. You are the social one. Mm. So guess what? <laughs> that came to pass. Mm. So, so whatever it was, there was something that had you conclude whatever it was. Mm-hmm. If you saw your parents struggle with money, you might have concluded money is scarce and hard to get. If your parents were not around, and uh, you might conclude I'm not important. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, we're going to now play a game. First question is, doesn't it make sense that you would conclude that given those circumstances? You're a child. You don't know if you're good enough or not good enough. Of course, you would conclude that you're not if your mother tells you you could do better. Yeah, true. Well, I couldn't do better because I tried. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. didn't. So if I could do better and I didn't, I guess I'm not good enough. Mm. Now, we're going to play a game. Mm. And the game is called Valid Interpretations. And we're going to make believe that we're watching a videotape of your childhood. And what we see is your parents criticizing you. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, or disappointed, or whatever it is that your childhood circumstances were. One valid interpretation is your belief. I'm not good enough. What else would explain the fact that your mom got disappointed when you didn't live up to her expectations other than you're not good enough? 
potentially she wasn't feeling good enough that in the way that she had raised me or Perfect. potentially she was so, busy. Potentially, Yeah, so many other things. Well, well, let's take one at a time. Sorry. So one interpretation is given the fact that a lot of people have the belief, I'm not good enough. Mm. And what makes me good enough are my achievements. You now become her achievement. So if you are not good enough, it brings up her not good enough. Mm. So she criticized you and wanted you to be more because of her own insecurity, not because you weren't good enough. Mm. Is that a valid interpretation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Excellent. What's another? Um, she may have been too busy in the moment um, and she didn't want to be interrupted. And I was just serving to be a nuisance in that particular Great. So moment. in that particular story that you told, she didn't take the time to say, honey, what you have to say to me is very important and I can't listen right now and in the future. And she didn't know that she should have done that mm-hmm. privately and said, honey, from now on, like I did with my grandson, when you walk into a room, read the space, look mm-hmm. at what's going on before you just talk, jump in. Mm-hmm. before you jump in. So that's a great lesson. And she didn't give it in a way that worked for you. Is that a valid interpretation? Correct. Yep. Awesome. Why do you think you aren't good in all sports? I think some people are just better. At, so I've got great hand-eye coordination, but maybe not. So I have a question. One. Is Michael Jordan a great golfer? I imagine he'd be all right, he but not. he's an amazing basketballer. <laughs> but he's not an amazing golfer by his own testimony. Yeah, yeah. Is Tiger Woods an amazing ice skater or basketball player? No. No. Here's the thing. Parents have unrealistic expectations of children. Mm. You should know better. Really? Who taught me? (laughs) You should get straight A's. Really? Do you excel at everything? Mm. You should sit still in a restaurant. You're three years old. Really? I've never seen a three-year-old who can sit still in a restaurant. Parents don't say to kids, honey, I know you're three years old and want to run around the restaurant. Of course you do, but you can't because it disturbs people. Let's play a game at the table. Mm. What they say is, get over here right now. Sit down. What's wrong with you? It's unrealistic to expect even a five-year-old to sit still in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Five-year-olds don't sit still. Mm -hmm. But parents do not have the parenting skills and tools to teach their children in an empowering way. Mm -hmm. So they yell and criticize. Not because you weren't good enough, but because they didn't have the skills and tools. Is that a valid interpretation? Yep. I'm with you. Yes. Now, here's the, here's the most important one. Mm. This is silly, but it's a very important distinction. Even if you weren't good enough or important or whatever belief you're working on, even if that were true, even if your mother thought that was true, that doesn't mean it's true. Even if you didn't have money, if money was scarce and hard to get as a child, that doesn't mean it always will be. 
even if your parents were never around and thought you weren't important, that doesn't mean you're not. Because if I lived next door, I would have thought you were spectacular. Mm. So if there are other valid interpretations mm -hmm. that would explain what you saw as a child, is what you said, now everybody say your belief, is I'm not, not good, good enough, enough. the yeah. truth, or is it simply one valid interpretation? Mm, one of many valid interpretations. Awesome. So everybody get that. It is only one valid interpretation. Mm. Now, here's the $64,000 question. <laughs> that, that used to be a game show in America. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it seem like as a child, you saw I'm not good enough or I'm not important or money is scarce and hard to get or life is hard, whatever you're working on. Doesn't it seem like you saw that? Hmm. That's what I saw. Now, let me explain. I don't usually do this, but I'm going to do this. If, so, if you think somebody doesn't like you and you're standing next to me and they walk by and don't say hello, mm. wouldn't you say to me, see, I told you they don't like me. See, mm. that's what I mean by seeing. It feels like you're seeing the belief. Like if I was there, I would have seen you weren't good enough as well. Providing like yourself you evidence. Now, here's the question. Mm. Did you, Amrit, mm. did you, all of you, ever see I'm not good enough? Now, look at me. Everybody look. Anything you could see, and if we're doing this on audio, I'm holding up a water bottle, and it's purple. Anything you could see has a color, shape, and location. Mm. Right? Right? You can see it. It has a color, shape, and location. Yeah, okay. No, I didn't see that I wasn't good enough. Good. So you can't see money is scarce and hard to get. You can't see I'm not important. You can't see I'm a loser. You can't see beliefs. Mm. But what did you see? Now, everybody has to write down the answer to this question. Mm -hmm. What did you see? And for me, it was my mother's irritation in the moment. Perfect. So I could see you not score a goal and your mom get irritated. Mm. I can see you run up to your mother while she's talking to tell her something and she shushes you and gives you a lecture. Mm. And I could see her irritation on her face. Mm. I could see her say to you, you should know better. Mm. You could do better. Mm. I could see her behavior. And with everyone watching, I could, listening, I could see your circumstances. Mm -hmm. I could see your parents struggling. I could see um, you not getting a new bike. I could see your parents not be there. But you cannot see I'm not important or they don't care about me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I could see them not kiss you, hug you. You could see the absence of something. So I could see your video where nobody's kissing you and hugging you and telling you they love you, but I can't see I'm not lovable. Mm. 
So if your belief, so everybody get that the only thing you saw was, and not people, people is 7 billion. You saw your mom or your dad or your dad, whoever it was. Specific. Specific behavior. Hmm. They did things or didn't do things. Now, where was, I'm not good enough. If it wasn't out there to be seen, where was it? In my system, in my mind. In your mind, Mm. not in your system, in your mind. Mm. You made that up. Now, you weren't stupid. This is not rocket science. Tell me your childhood. I'll tell you what your beliefs are. Mm. (laughs) You know, Mm. Um, but you still made it up. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the cake. Here's the icing. Okay. Mm. Everybody get, you made that up. You never saw that in the world. That was your interpretation of what you saw. Now, I'm going to make a distinction. We're almost done. This is the end. I'm going to make a distinction. And the distinction is consequences versus meaning. Mm. The consequences of your parents' behavior were whatever they were. If they weren't around, the consequence was you were alone. You didn't have guidance. You didn't feel nurtured. If you got criticized all the time, the consequence was you felt small and you felt insignificant or you felt stupid or you didn't do well or go for it in life. I am not minimizing consequences. It is why I created an eight-module parenting course. (laughs) I am not minimizing the circumstances. Mm. And I'm going to ask you a question mm. and I don't want you to answer it. I want you to sit with this question. Mm. Now, a lot of you are going to go crazy with this, but listen and you'll get it. What does it really mean that as a child, your mom got annoyed or irritated with you or told you you could do better you didn't always live up to her expectations or whatever happened to you. I don't care if you, I, I work with incest survivors, rape victims, horrible situations. And I asked them the same question. What does it really mean that that happened? Now, if somebody walks by you that you know and doesn't say hello, what might you automatically think? Anything. Make, just make something up. Oh, that they don't like me or? They don't like me. Whatever you all said, they're rude, they didn't see me, they're preoccupied. Whatever mm. you said, that's meaning. Where did that meaning come from? My mind. Good. Excellent. Meaning comes from your mind. It doesn't come from experience. It doesn't come from events because everybody could have the same experience and give it 62 different meanings. Mm -hmm. Meaning is in the mind. Mm -hmm. If meaning is in your mind, Mm -hmm. events have inherent meaning. (laughs) Events have consequences, not meaning. Events have no meaning. Now, that's not to say they don't matter. It's no big deal. Who cares anyway? 
my husband died. I miss him every minute of every day. Mm. I would give anything to have him back. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he died does not mean I'll never be happy again. I'm going to starve to death. My business is going to go under. I'm going to be alone forever. Mm. And another way of saying events have no meaning is you don't know anything for sure because something happened. So what does it mean that you didn't always live up to your mother's expectations and she got um, upset? What meaning does that have? Well, really nothing. It was just an event and there was certain consequences and I made up a meaning in my mind. (laughs) What meaning do the events have? None. None. I don't know if you grew up to be a serial killer, a multimillionaire, or a wonderful, warm, delicious man who contributes to people's lives. Mm. Okay? Mm. The events have no meaning. It doesn't tell us anything because something happened. So everybody get whatever happened to you has no inherent meaning. Mm, Following. Okay, so if you were molested, that doesn't mean you're a terrible person or you're damaged goods or men are evil or it doesn't mean anything. We Mm -hmm. don't know anything for sure. Now, here's the last step. Doesn't it seem like those events made you feel not good enough or not important? or whatever you're working on. Doesn't it seem like the event made you feel that way? Mm -hmm. Can events that have no meaning make you feel anything? Hmm. (laughs) Yes. If you're walking down the street and a man walks past you and it has no meaning, what are you gonna feel? Nothing. If it has no meaning? Mm. Nothing. Nothing. If you give it the meaning, he's dangerous, what are you going to feel? Scared. If you give it the meaning, he'll protect me, what are you going to feel? Safe. Perfect. So events that have no meaning cannot make you feel anything. Mm -hmm. So what made you feel like you weren't good enough? The meaning that I generated. And I love how thoughtful you are before you answer, because I know you know the answer right away. So that's really beautiful. So your feeling that you've had your whole life is not good enough, not important, life is hard, whatever that feeling is, never came from reality. It came from the meaning you gave reality. Mm -hmm. So everybody close your eyes. And I want you to go back to your childhood and imagine you're a little child, the same thing is happening, but Auntie Shelley is there. And you give the events different meaning. And you say, my mother or father or whoever has unrealistic expectations of children. Or I'm in a school system where I'm not learning in my learning style. Or nobody's good at everything. And imagine I'm lovable and my mother is emotionally shut down. 
and you're giving the exact same events a different meaning. And as you're doing that, do you still feel not good enough or not important? <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't then, would you today? No. Now, everybody take a deep breath. Now, say your belief out loud. I'm not good enough. Don't think about it. Just say it out loud. I'm not good enough. Does that feel the same or different? No, it feels like the monkey. <laughs> yeah. And if for any reason that belief didn't go away, and I know some of you are crying and you're let go of something really big and I'm going really fast because I'm conscious about time. But if that belief for any reason didn't go away, just go back to the events and ask yourself, did I see that belief or did I just see things happen? People say things, people do things, not people, what people? How many people? What were the circumstances? Mm. Maybe in your country, they did it that way. It doesn't mean they would do it that way in another country. So that's the most important step and go back to that. So how was that? <laughs> yeah, it was a process, but it was remarkably, and I don't want to um, sound rude, it was remarkably simple. Um, yep. and I've, and I generally in my, in my journeys of personal development, I've come to find that actually the things that are simple are simple for a reason. And they, they have the biggest efficacy. If someone's complicating things, I often feel like they're trying to sell me something. <laughs> That's my awareness now. And the simple, um, yeah. And the feeling of how I feel associated with that belief of not feeling good, not being good enough. Um, remarkable. The, it was like before it was like an eight and then now it was like a two. So that was really cool. Really cool. That was really cool. Just to just to recap. So what yeah. would it take? Wait, 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 let me let me ask you a question because mm -hmm. it should be a zero. So I just want to. So I like the word elegant rather than simple. I love it. It's elegant. Thank you. Okay. So let me ask you something. In your lifetime, mm -hmm. did you ever see in the world I'm not good enough? No, never. It was the meaning that I generated. For sure. Yeah. You I never get, saw I, that. I get it now. I get it. Like I, Okay, good. Yeah. So now say it again. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Yeah, it feels ludicrous. <laughs> ludicrous. So that's what my clients say to me. It feels ludicrous. It feels silly. That's ridiculous. Mm. It's not going to be a two because here's a belief. Mm. Remember, a belief is something you believe is the truth. Mm. So it either is or Where it is ain't. It? Mm, beautiful. And you can't put something where there already is something, which again, going back to affirmations, I'm not good enough. That's here. Mm. Wait, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I'm good enough. <laughs> but if you take it away, mm -hmm. it's gone. Now you can create anything you want. I love that. Now, what we would do if we were in a real session is what I, which I don't have time to do. I would take you in an altered state of consciousness where I would get you to see that who you have always, there was always a you before that belief existed. Mm. 
So you create your beliefs, but your beliefs create your life. Mm-hmm. And if you create your beliefs and your beliefs create your life, who does that make you? The deeper you, beyond your life. But who you are is the creator of your life. Mm-hmm. Who you are is the consciousness that creates distinctions mm. that manifest. And before you create those distinctions, they don't exist. Mm-hmm. And once you say them, poof. So you are your life. You are the creator of your life. Mm. You are God in your universe. <sighs> this is um, circling me to this idea of that old quote where it's, I sort of discarded this quote where they say, I think, therefore I am. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, maybe it should be I am, therefore I think. And that's the meditation teacher's kind of spin on it. Um, and what I'm hearing here is I believe, therefore I am potentially. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just want to recap um, the process really quickly for those tuning in. Step one was what was the pattern you wanted to change? Step two was what belief do you have? Did I have in there? Step three was where did it actually come from? And then step four was this really yummy point where it was like, is that a valid interpretation or is there an alternate belief to that? Um, Then from step five was the question, doesn't it seem like you saw that in your world? And then step six was, did you ever really see it though? And you, universe... you know, you froze on step four. Ah, step four was the valid interpretation versus is it an alternative versus bringing the alternative beliefs. Step five was, doesn't it seem like you saw that in the world? To which step six was, did you ever really see it? Which was actually no. <laughs> um, and then step seven is, what did you see? And step eight was, where was that belief? And it was in the mind is always the response to that. So then step nine is consequences versus, you know, what meaning does it actually have? You know, was it a consequence or was it meaning? And then again, the response to that is actually nothing. Yeah. Um, And step 10 was, does it seem like the events make you feel that way? And events can't actually make you feel anything. So it's just a feeling and no, they can't. And then step 11 was to check in and sort of feel into the the original way you said it and if it feels the same or if it doesn't feel the same to notice the charges around it. Um, engage and you'll notice that it feels different. Is that a safe way to summarize? So again, you froze on 10. You froze on 10. <laughs> um, step 11 was to say it, say it out loud again, transformed and to feel the gauge and make sure that it feels different or ensure that it feels different and you'll notice that it feels different, which is really yeah. beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Shelley. That's really powerful. Really, really powerful. Um, I'm conscious of the time. I don't want to keep you too long, but I know that there's a lot that we do around eliminating beliefs. I think people often can feel where there's things stuck. Um, is there like, do you also like, is there a, and maybe this is a, this is a question I just wanted to ask installing new beliefs, like empowering beliefs. Is there a similar process? Not for us mm. because we believe that it is way more powerful. A belief, you know, people talk to me about limiting beliefs mm. Beliefs are limiting Mm -hmm. because if something is true, then something is not true. Mm -hmm. So I am important. That's not any more true than I'm not important. Mm. But when you get rid of the belief, I'm not important. You don't have to be important. It's Mm. not, you just are. The isness of Um, it all. If you want to create a belief 
money comes to me effortlessly. You can do that. But where we get our beliefs from is observing evidence in the world. Mm -hmm. So you have to find evidence in the world to say, oh, yeah, that's true. I saw that. Mm. Um, So it's just not something we spend a lot of time with. And if a client wants to do it, I'll play with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But who you are is so much more powerful than your beliefs. Mm. And to say I am anything is just not true. Mm -hmm. You just are <laughs> so i love that and uh well, obviously believing that you can instead of believing you can't you know <laughs> agreed agreed um and i know you said that there was uh is it 19 common beliefs that people have um mm-hmm. is the easiest place to go check out how to work with them at recreateyourlife.com is that that is correct very good awesome awesome yeah, yes. we'll put a link to that in the um, in the show notes of this episode. Um, and you can eliminate a belief for free ah, well, when you go. get them. Boom, easy. Thank you so much for, for that. And um, that'll be there for you as well. We'll link all that to the show notes. Um, Shelly, there is so much grace in <laughs> the work you do and in you. Thank you so much for sharing yourself so abundantly with us here today. And actually, yeah, stepping us through the practical tools on how to eliminate limiting beliefs. And you know, I know it's not just today's conversation that informs this conversation that we get to have. Obviously, it's a lifetime's work of not just you, your beloved, late and blessed partner, blessings to him. Um, thank you both so much, you know, for, for informing this work so we could have this beautiful chat here today that I may be able to share it with the Inspired Evolution community so that we may live more enriched, empowered lives. And behalf of myself and everyone in the community, wishing you all the best always. Thank you. And thank you for doing what you do. Um, it really does make a difference. It opens um, possibilities up for people that didn't exist before, and um, you're making a tremendous difference. So thank you. Thank you for your blessings. You! Thanks for listening in to another amazing episode of The Inspired Evolution. you're loving these episodes make your way across to youtube click subscribe fresh episodes are launched every monday with highlights being released throughout the week thank you so much and hey guys just so you know a lot of love heart soul and work goes into these episodes so if you could please leave us a five-star review and comment on itunes i love reading your positive feedback it fans the flames of the passion to continue to create and help you live the life that you love. Thank you so much for your wonderful feedback. I can't wait to see you again in the next episode. Big love from Amrit. And remember to stay inspired to evolve. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 